Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 194. Catching and grabbing them from the still morning air until the baseball cap was brimming with them and Sweeney was forced to hold it with both hands. He extended the baseball cap filled with gold to Shadow. Here, he said, take them, man. Just give me back the coin I gave you. Shadow looked down at the cap, wondered how much its contents would be worth. Where am I going to spend those coins, Mad Sweeney? Shadow asked. Are there a lot of places you can turn your gold into cash? He thought the Irishman was going to hit him for a moment, but then the moment passed, and Sweeney just stood there, holding out his gold-filled cap with both hands like Oliver Twist, and then tears swelled in his blue eyes and began to spill down his cheeks. He took the cap and put it, now empty of everything except a greasy sweatband, back over his thinning scalp. You got a man, he was saying. Didn't I show you how to do it? I showed you how to take the coins from the hoard. I showed you where the hoard was, the treasure of the sun. Just give me that first coin back. It didn't belong to me. I don't have it anymore. Sweeney's tears stopped, and spots of color appeared in his cheeks. You... you fucking... He said, and then the words failed him, and his mouth opened and closed soundlessly. I'm telling you the truth, said Shadow. I'm sorry. If I had it, I'd give it back to you, but I gave it away. Sweeney's filthy hands clamped on Shadow's shoulders, and the pale blue eyes stared into his. The tears had made streaks in the dirt on Mad Sweeney's face. Shit, he said. Shadow could smell tobacco and stale beer and whiskey sweat. You're telling the truth, you fucker. Gave it away and freely and of your own will. Damn your dark eyes, you gave it a fucking way. I'm sorry, said Shadow, remembering the whispering thump the coin had made as it landed in Laura's casket. Sorry or not, I'm damned and I'm doomed. The tears were flowing once more, and clear snot began to run from the man's nose. His words dissolved, then, into syllables which never quite congealed together into words. Ba 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 ba, he said. Muma muma muma. And that's our page. Shadow refuses Sweeney's capful of coins, first because he doesn't know how he'll spend an overflowing handful of gold. Of course, if Shadow had just taken the coins and sat on them for a few years, there would have been more options for getting cash for gold, though I imagine it would be a bit of a hard sell. It's not like you could bring pristine ancient Irish gold coins onto Antiques Roadshow or something and find a buyer. Of course, in some tales, leprechaun gold simply fades away, though, am I just thinking of Harry Potter? I think I am thinking of just the Harry Potter stuff, and I'm not certain that the Harry Potter version of leprechaun gold is the same as the original myths. Maybe I should have researched that part a bit. Well, well, you know. It's stated on the page that Sweeney stands before Shadow looking like Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist is a Charles Dickens novel subtitled The Parish Boy's Progress. It was Dickens' second novel and originally serialized between 1837 and 1839 in Bentley's Miscellany. Oliver is born into poverty and begins working in a workhouse at age nine and eventually runs away to London and meets up with a group of pickpockets who introduces him to an elderly criminal known as Fagin. There's twists and turns and eventually Oliver is redeemed, of course, and the criminals get their just desserts and all that Victorian bullshit. Although, wait, 18, what did I say? 1837? Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of on the cusp of Regency era, isn't it? A lot of themes are closer to Victorian themes explored by other authors like Elizabeth Gaskell, though. I guess I don't know if there's any greater conclusions about Sweeney to be drawn from this comparison. I just think it's it's a pretty straightforward way of showing someone begging without saying begging arms outstretched, etc., Though Sweeney does seem to have some similarities to the character Monks, who's a career criminal who was secretly Oliver's half-brother and dies in America after blackmailing young Oliver. 
Well, but I guess it breaks down a bit there, even so. Sweeney reiterates what Shadow was told by Zorio Polishnaya. The coin was protection of the sun. Sweeney's words specifically are the treasure of the sun. There's a poem entitled God, You Have Been Too Good to Me by American poet Charles Wharton Stork that uses the phrase. There's also a play from the 1600s, The Island Princess by John Fletcher, which references the treasure of the sun. The portion of the play it appears in is comparing the titular island to paradise of the Bible, so it could be a bit closer to the mark. There's a bit of dialogue on the page of the Island Princess that I found that I thought said, fuck their beauties, until I realized it was the long S, the one that looks like an F, but is just an S. And it's just one thing that happens when you wake up and start taking notes before 6 a.m. I swear there's a connection between Gaiman and Fletcher, or Fletcher's common writing partner, Francis Beaumont, but I can't find any direct connection through Googling. It's times like these I wish I had the ability to search my brain through all the hours of podcasts I've listened to, because I'm fairly certain either one or both names comes up in an episode of The Dreaming discussing Sandman, but I'll be buggered if I can remember which episode, or when I listened to it, or even what issue it was was being discussed in the episode that I listened to. Huh. Oh well. Shadow reveals to Sweeney, though, that he gave the coin away, and it pretty much just breaks Sweeney, especially as it was freely and of your own will, which is how Dracula bids Jonathan Harker to enter when they first meet in Bram Stoker's vampire book, Twilight, I think it was called. Okay, well, you know what? I shouldn't have made a Twilight joke in my notes. In 2019, fuck me, this podcast is canceled. Shit, I'm not done with the page. Okay, I'll finish the page, then I'll cancel myself for continuing to be a shitty person dunking on Twilight. I'm Damned and I'm Doomed also sounded like an illusion, but the only reference I can find is a 1947 book entitled Evidence Before Gabriel by Conrad Frost, and it occurs on the same page as a character claiming, quote, celibacy isn't possible in a double bed, which is funny and probably true. I actually kind of want to just make an entire podcast about that line. And since I haven't gassed on quite enough yet today, seven minutes? Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, let's discuss Damned and Doomed a bit. Not celibacy in a double bed, though. I'm all ears if you have stories. Doomed and Damned are similar, but Doomed itself suggests predestination for failure, sort of an inescapable destiny. There's a theme of inevitability throughout the novel, though it's one of quieter themes that doesn't really come into focus until the later chapters. I might even remember I made that this note then and bring it up to discuss it. It's also the way of the gods in the novel. The old gods are moving out of the way to make room for the new, while the old new gods have already been shunted aside, if you remember back to the gods of steel and trains and railroads that we discussed in the uh, House on the Rock section. It's inevitable because change is inevitable. Damned is more of a Christian idea than anything, but the thought is that one is condemned to suffer eternally in hell, typically thought of as being away from God's light and goodness, not necessarily the lake of fire, although it's a pretty cool image. An idea or an enterprise can also be damned, and that can just mean the same thing as doomed, so perhaps Sweeney's just being a bit repetitive. He is upset, after all, in this moment. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. You can support the show on Patreon. Did I do that yesterday? Hmm. I think I did it yesterday. Patreon.com slash worldbeyondpodcast. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. 
I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>